long, all night, all night. Chandler, have you been listening to Lionel Richie all weekend? Of course, Lauren. You act like I ever stopped listening to Lionel Richie. (laughs) All I listen to is Lionel Richie. Just you and Ben lounging around your Upper West Side flat apartment while Lionel Richie's sensual tunes just croon over the megaphone. I mean... You got us nailed. That is our this is our perfect Saturday. Ben <laughs> loves Lionel Richie. He can't, you know. This was a huge weekend for Ben, personally. <laughs> I know. I was going to text him, but then I thought, don't take him out of the moment. Just let totally. him be consuming all the looks, you know, be getting all the details, devouring the Reddit threads. Just let him indulge. I actually bet if I said to him, do you know who Sophia Richie is? He would be as like, oh, is that a friend from yours from high school? Kagan would have no idea which this actually brings me to my first point and let's just get into let's just get into it why is Sophia Richie famous okay I'll start so she dated Justin Bieber that I think kind of you know catapulted her out of just being like Lionel Richie's daughter to being like in the zeitgeist more so okay pop culture then of course she dated Scott Disick there might have been right. some other men, you know, in between, but I think Justin Bieber, Scott Disick, now Elliot Grange. So Sophia Richie is the poor man's Haley Bieber. She's an Instagram model. Honestly, I mean, and yes, obviously a totally. major. It's an Instagram baby. model. I think she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever beheld. Okay, well, let's get into the wedding, Chandler, because I think that for a lot of people, Sophia Richie really was not necessarily someone always at the center of attention. And this wedding, however, has thrust her into the front page of the cultural moment, the cultural zeitgeist. She got married this weekend to Elliot Grange. Do you know how to pronounce his last name? I think that'll do. I don't think he's listening to this podcast. Yeah. Okay. So she got married to Elliot Grange. And when I first beheld Elliot, I didn't think he was like necessarily the hottest guy I'd ever seen. Um, But then I looked up his pedigree, Chandler, and everything became stunningly clear. It all shifted into focus. It became crystal clear. I here's my problem with him. I think he's like, you know, a boyish dude. He has terrible posture, in my opinion. Well, it doesn't matter, Chandler, because his family is fucking loaded. So he is the son of chairman and CEO of the Universal Music Group, Sir Lucian Grange Chandler, Mm -hmm. who was Mm -hmm. actually knighted by Prince William in 2016. So basically, this guy is like the boss of Justin Bieber, of Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Universal Music Group is like all the big ones. All the big ones are there. So she is marrying into a family of absolute music royalty. So this really Mm -hmm. was the wedding of a music princess and a music prince. Absolutely. I think what's interesting about Sophia Richie, I didn't didn't follow her on Instagram before this. I always liked her. I always thought she was beautiful. I remember seeing her on the Kardashians. But she joined TikTok during the wedding weekend. And I think this Mm -hmm. was just an excellent strategy. I mean, I... Actually, maybe that could be fact-checked, but I I didn't see any other videos on her page no. besides from the wedding. I think it was for the wedding, right? That is correct. She joined TikTok yeah. before the wedding. Yes. And so I think that was an excellent strategy. To gain TikTok followers? Yes. To just like come out of the gate with amazing content, you know, like right. no day in the lives, you know, no like, here's me getting my Erewhon smoothie. Like, let's just get straight to like the, the chateau. And Mm -hmm. let me show you the most amazing content, you know? 
Well, speaking of the chateau, let's talk about the wedding venue. She got married at the Hotel du Cap Eden Rock. This mm-hmm. hotel Chandler goes for a base room, 2K a night. She mm-hmm. rented out the whole hotel for an entire week. The cost mm-hmm. of the hotel alone would have topped out over a million dollars. That's before we yep. even get into the cost of the actual wedding itself. Yep. Um, so this was, let's just say, a wedding that cost a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. And so as you would think for a wedding this grand, there would be a wedding dress to stun oh, wow. we're the just, masses. We're getting straight to the dress. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about the dress, Chandler. So Sophia Ritchie got married to Elliot Grange in a halter lace dress. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a floor length, huge train lace gown Lacey. designed custom from yep. Chanel, fitted at the waist and over the hips, and then super long train. You know, Chandler, I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw what you posted on Instagram over the weekend, I was kind of so bummed because I really wanted to have a moment together on this podcast where we both were like, oh my gosh, yes, it was terrible because you were so right. This dress, in my personal opinion, and I think factually, was awful. Awful. Your favorite, your once again, your favorite thing to do is state that your your opinion is also a fact. Um, <laughs> always need to note that. Um, yes, okay. I I think though, Lauren, I completely agree with you, but I want to back up a little bit to okay. lay the groundwork for why this dress fell so flat for me. All right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think Sophia has made a really gorgeous style transition. If you go back to her days of dating Scott. And, you know, being on the Kardashians, she really was kind of in the Southern California, L.A. street style, just really dressing like basically like all the Kardashians dress is a lot of body con, like L.A. type style. Right. And what we saw across her like TikTok during her wedding looks and what we've been seeing is that she's really transitioning to dress more like old money. OK, she's wearing drapey fabrics, really expensive mm-hmm. looking pieces. Things look like couture, you know. Right. So on TikTok, she, you know, every day she had like a get ready with me, help me pick which outfit I'm going to, you know, wear. And all of them are just like these really exquisite, I will say like also really elevated pieces. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just expected the wedding dress to also be extremely elevated, you know, very lush fabrics, just honestly to look really expensive. And this did not look that expensive to me. I mean, you say it's like built from scratch with Chanel and I'm like, it also looks like it came off the floor at a David's Bridal capsule collection. It 100% was giving David's Bridal. There is not a better way to put it. And I do think, yes, her style has transitioned from garish neon colors, super tight silhouettes, barely there silhouettes as well. Yeah. Not to slut shame, but she has transitioned to a much more tasteful, demure, just classy look dating Elliot Grange. And that makes sense, right? You go from a Scott Disick to the heir of Music Fortune, the heir to um, some real British cash. And that makes sense to me. But I think the fatal flaw with this dress was taking that style of simple and understated and translating it to a wedding dress. And... Also, if this dress, everything had remained the same, but it had long sleeves, I think, honestly, it would have been a knockout of the park. I think people would have loved it. Yeah. But there was just something about the halter that felt so 
basic and just so boring. So boring. I also, I said this on Instagram, the material. I mean, maybe we're going to see close-up shots that will shock us, but the material just did not look rich. Expensive. And I mean rich, I mean rich in like, yeah, like I want, I want your wedding dress fabric to be sumptuous and, and gorgeous looking and just really expensive feeling, especially if you're freaking Sophia Richie. And this just did not give that. It literally was giving like David's bridal and also like, this is what a costume director would put together, you know, for a wedding dress in one night, you know, nothing but lace to deal with. I'm just going to say it. I think that the lace was not delicate enough. It should have been a much finer, more delicate lace. Yeah. The pattern, I don't know, whatever it was, it was too thick and it just didn't give that beautiful antique French lace Mm -hmm. feeling. Instead, it felt like, okay, this is a dress on clearance at David's Bridal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And deeply unfortunate. Her looks also, I will say, her looks throughout the weekend for me, a lot of people are just loving them. I think that her after party dress, spectacular. The short Chanel white tweed mini dress, Mm -hmm. so cute, so classic, but so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely love that. She's in the Vogue video. She's like, I'm going to be eating a lot of food in this dress or a lot of fries and drinking a lot. Like pray for this dress. It was super cute. Yeah, it was really cute. I also did really like her rehearsal dinner dress, which was this really beautiful beaded high neck long sleeve dress that felt very elevated, very sophisticated. Yeah. Like she doesn't look like she's 24, if that makes sense. None of these looks are like someone getting married in their like early 20s and do you mean that in a bad way no no I'm just commenting on the fact that like I I that's why I was just expecting a maybe more mature looking wedding dress or just something that was like I don't know like all of her looks were so elevated and so classy this is what I think happens with all of these girls I think a Meghan Markle a Sophia Ritchie they start you know, talking with the fashion house, with the designer, and they basically say, I want something so classic, so timeless. And the designer sends back something that on paper, like drawn out on one of those like crazy silhouettes, they do, they draw out designs on like non-lifelike looking figurines. Yes. It's like those drawings look so cool, right? They look, it looks so good. It looks so sophisticated on what would translate to like a 10 foot tall girl but I think that then when they make the dress in real life for a very normal body it just Mm. doesn't look what was so chic and cool on paper just looks boring and basic on and then they're just past the point of no return right like they've already said yes to the the design I just feel like overall it just was so lackluster no, I know, but I think it probably looked really cool on paper. Like I remember Meghan sure, Markle, sure. her yeah. she was talking about the design of her dress and on the the drawings that I saw, it did look so cool. And I yeah. bet you Sophia's did too. And then once they actually start making it and they start doing the fittings, it's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this just looks super boring." Right. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. No, I I agree. I totally see where you're coming from. I just think like for a wedding that was this spectacular, Mm -hmm. Um, the dress just really let us down. And I think that these girls, while it's so great that they can get a custom dress made with a designer, they need to be able to try it on first before they commit to a design. And I want to raise awareness about this issue. Raise awareness. 
Meghan Markle has fell victim to it. Now Sophia Richie. And I think as a yeah. society, we cannot handle another wedding of the year, wedding of the decade with a subpar dress. No, no. I mean, honestly, I open up my explore page and the wedding dresses I'm seeing are all of them are better. All of them are more sumptuous. Yes. Okay. But Chandler, another thing, did you know that she picked the South of France because it's a nod to SOF, Sophia, Sophia Richie? SOF. South what? of France. No. <laughs> this is just a TikTok theory that I did. Oh my gosh. About. <laughs> log off. Honestly, log <laughs> off the Instagram. Oh my so, gosh. I'm so confused. Okay. I also want to talk about one more thing that I am seeing on TikTok. Although, okay. you know, the girlies are saying, you know, everyone needs to drop their Scots so that they can find their Elliots. And mm. I do want to say that I, I took a little deep dive into looking you know, at old photos of her being stepmom with Scott. Yeah. And damn, like there's nothing wrong with being a stepmom, of course. But I just think when the guy you're marrying is a Scott Disick or when the guy that you're partnering with is a Scott, it is just like, I'm just really happy that she did not sign up for that life, to be honest with you. Because I don't think Scott Disick, I mean, this is not a controversial take, but I just, Scott Disick is just not the best guy in my opinion. And, you know, I think they, I'm sure they had a real connection at one point, but I just don't think he was a good enough man for it. And I'm so glad that she had the foresight to like get out of that relationship and be in a much better suited one. I will say I definitely agree with you. And I think that it's just a metaphor for a lot of girls date a Scott Disick before they find their Elliot. They date a Mm -hmm. guy who's inappropriate age-wise who's maybe not the best guy who has his demons he's really exciting and then they eventually hopefully find their way to someone who's more age-appropriate yeah who's you know more of a true love better fit a hundred percent and so i think it's actually a good saying okay another piece of news a letter has been leaked to the telegraph a letter from megan to prince charles So the Telegraph reported that Meghan sent Prince Charles a letter about racist concerns. And this was after her interview with Oprah. So apparently he wrote wrote her and Harry and said, you know, that he was very sad that they had chosen to speak um, publicly about these allegations. Mm -hmm. Um, And she wrote back saying that, you know, she had concerns about the racist comment. She Mm -hmm. she did acknowledge in the letter that she did not consider it to be overtly racist, but she was concerned about unconscious bias. And according to The Telegraph, she has yet to hear a satisfactory response to her concerns. This letter, which was leaked to The Telegraph, apparently named the person who made the remark. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So do we have the name? Do you have a name for me? No, we don't have a name because the letter was leaked, but the Telegraph apparently is still keeping mums the word. But the key question, Chandler, is who leaked this letter, right? Right. It's either Team Sussex or Kensington Palace who leaked this letter. I feel like if it names someone who's from the innermost royal family circle, there's no way they leaked it, right? No. And I think that, first of all, I think that Kensington Palace wants nothing more right now than to not have Meghan Markle in the headlines, right? They want all eyes on the coronation, positive coverage. And I absolutely do not think that there's any way that Prince Charles or Kate and William or anyone in their camp leaked the letter. No. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about 
coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my mm. clean simple eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty essentially, if you like the simply vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. There is a conspiracy theory I read online where right. someone says that they think that Megan leaked the letter mm -hmm. because she is upset that she was essentially told that she was not welcome at the coronation. Mm. And then Dude, another people. thing that's another thing that's interesting about this is that Omid Scobie, who's basically the mouthpiece of Megan and Harry unofficially, he wrote Founding Freedom. Oh, okay, yes. He's got great skin. He he retweeted the Telegraph article the second it was posted. Mm. And then also Harry has called The Telegraph like basically the only British newspaper that isn't a gossip rag. So a lot of people are saying that all of these little clues lead them to think that Meghan Markle was the one who leaked it. Yeah. But Meghan Markle has come out saying she did not leak the letter. So do you want to hear that statement? Yeah. Is it on Twitter? I mean, it's it's like a statement through her people. So she didn't actually okay. say Through Omid? It's not through Omid. Okay, he's also got another book coming out, Inside the Royal Family and the Monarchy's Fight for Survival. Endgame. <laughs> We're super excited because we are going to be reading. Oh my gosh. <laughs> People, someone asked on the Q&A, someone was like, let me just find the question. They were just like, curious how many people have actually read the book now that you guys have talked about on the Patreon. Oh, let me find it. Hold on. Let me just so I can read it fully. Someone said, uh, loyal Patreoni here, interested in how many people read the Palace Papers after you started. Might be nice for a new book if others have read too. Promise I won't read this time. Which I think this person's saying that they had already read it. Yeah, I think and they're so, over our recaps. Yeah. It's just like, I just, uh, this person's very nice. Might be nice for a new book. <laughs> um, Endgame is our new book, everybody. Endgame. <laughs> congrats. We do have a new book, Endgame by Omid Scobie. What's the byline of that? Inside the Royal Family and the monarchy's fight for survival. Could there be anything more interesting after we have done a like a 20 no. part recap of the palace papers to go right back to recovering the exact same think, turn of events? 
I think there's going to be so many new angles and sides. We're going to have to read it no matter what. <laughs> we are just going to be like rehashing Megan and Harry right. leaving the royal family until we're like about to like uh, until we're uh, until every single person from our Patreon subscribes. Well, I was going to say until we're like a foot in the grave. But anyway, I mean, we're also leaving behind finding freedom. Just throw that out there. Anyway, another one. So after Endgame, another and then one. we're going to be recapping Finding <laughs> And then we'll do Spare. Exactly. <laughs> the 500-page book called Spare. Um, okay, so this is Meghan Markle's statement um, through her reps. So this is what her reps say. She's, they say, the Duchess of Sussex is going about her life in the present. Oh, gosh not thinking about correspondence from two years ago related to a conversation from four years ago. Any suggestion otherwise is false and frankly ridiculous. There's so much in this statement, Chandler, that is like worthy so of unpacking. Ugh. It's like, it's just so funny too. Like she's going about her life in the present. <sighs> remember when she sat down with, with Oprah, if you can remember this, and she was like, titles have never matter to me i've always mm -hmm. known that the the most important title i'd ever have would be mom right, um, right. like the most canned prepared line ever and then literally any statement anything about her it's always the duchess of sussex like i think that oh, her yeah. reps would do well to just go go a little bit lighter with the title like would it kill them to refer to her as megan megan i wonder what she's gonna do on her blog like barely are we like anti-megan no, we're not. We, I actually, I think Megan's great. I would love to be her friend. But I do think that these are missteps. I think that yeah. using her title so often and so intensely, it's just a little heavy handed for people who are like sure. so ready to not have to deal with the monarchy. Yeah. I'm so ready for this blog to come out for the record. What blog? Her new blog to get relaunched. The suspicion is that after the coronation, we are going to see Meghan Markle's next move. So that will be very interesting. Mm -hmm. One other thing that we can all remember from the cut article is that Meghan Markle said, I didn't sign an NDA. Remember how she kind of gave those like veiled. Oh, warnings? yes. Yes. I mean, that that article was so good. I personally think that this letter dropping and it's saying that the person is named. I think she did drop it. I'm just going to say it. And I think she is sending a message. I think that nothing would be worse than for this person to get named. A week before the coronation, oh days gosh. before the coronation. Right, right. Right. Oh, yeah. Nothing would be worse. And of course, if the Telegraph has it, they're sitting on it and they're waiting mm -hmm. until they can drop it at the literal right. worst time ever for the monarchy. Who do you think it is, if you had to guess? I think it was for sure Prince William or Camilla. What? So anyway, what do you, okay. do you think it is? Yeah, both of those. I honestly hadn't given much thought, but I, I agree with both those guesses. Right. And I'll be ready to discuss it when it comes out. I think, though, speaking of of Prince William, I think we should talk about the other Kate thing you sent me. Oh yes, okay. So Just this a is a little bit more royals. This is huge news, everyone. Huge. Um, so, <laughs> New York Post reports that Kate Middleton stays up until midnight on her kids' birthdays for a sweet tradition. Chandler, were you just bowled over when I sent that to you? I literally my ovaries began to yearn my I mean I it took everything in me to not just you know rush down the aisle to have a kid 
I mean, I was just going to say to read the article immediately, because what could be more interesting than what Kate Middleton stays up for? Um, When I first read the headline, I was I was thinking that this was kind of interesting. Okay, so no, I was thinking what this meant was that she stays up with her kids, like on Mm. their birthday. Yes, I thought that's what that's till their birthday. Yes. Which honestly, I thought would like be sweeter and more thoughtful than what it actually was. I thought it was going to, and I thought it was kind of like not really on brand for Kate, who's like so buttoned up by the book. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. whoa, it's a little wacky, a little Deb, honestly. Right. A little just like, you know, seize the moment, joie de vivre. But no, I fell victim to this post, clickbaity title, because really the entire article, everyone, is based off an interview Kate gave two years ago where she says that she likes to bake her kids birthday treats herself and sometimes Mm -hmm. she'll even stay up till midnight doing so that like somehow the post found a way to make an entire article out of that in 2023 off of like that those offhand two sentences right right I have a few thoughts on this a few unsolicited thoughts um as someone without children first of all any mother who stays up till midnight like baking her kids a cake it's usually a mom who literally you know, is run ragged during the day. And that's the only time where they have like peace and quiet to do that. It's a, it's just a little bit over the top that, you know, this is a person with full-time staff, full-time kitchen staff. She couldn't have just found a way to get it done during normal business hours. <laughs> so true. Whatever. That aside, I can also already hear the guilt tripping from Kate. I stayed up till 3 a.m. making this bloody cake. <laughs> <laughs> It's the worst accent I've ever done. My accents have gotten so bad, but I can hear it. I can hear it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way, you know, things worked, you know, at times at our house. But when you stay up all night making your kids a cake, uh, they're going to they're, they're going to hear about it. I just like how you've transformed what is the image of just a sweet, devoted mother <laughs> who wants to like bake her own kids birthday cakes, even though, yes, they can afford like the best of baked goods that London has to offer. No, mm-hmm. Chandler's now transformed this into, first of all, Kate has bad time it's management. It's the Kate skills. show. It's all about her. <laughs> and this is going to turn into a huge guilt trip. Someone's crying. Oh, yeah. Sorry, mommy. You didn't have to stay up till 3 a.m. These are trauma cakes. Thank you, These are trauma cakes. These are literal trauma cakes. And I mean, when you sent me this article, I did do a giant eye roll because I'm like, what am I about to read? What propaganda am I about to have to, you know, fill my brain matter with? But yeah, those are my unsolicited takes from someone without children. Thank you, Chandler, for that very ungenerous interpretation. Of course, no problem. What could only be described as a, you know, a sweet gesture. But let's move forward. Also, sorry, I actually have one more thing on the matter. You know, her family ran a party planning business, okay? So you would think that she would have better, yeah, time management skills for one. You think she would have learned the ropes about how to get it done, yeah, between nine to five. What's the name of that company? Actually, it wasn't a party planning business. It was like party favors. Party favors. Let's look it up. Business. Kate Middleton. Party pieces. Party pieces. You know, Chandler, I'm so glad you say that because honestly, I was considering buying some party supplies from Party Pieces, <laughs> the the company started by Kate's mom. But now I realize this family is completely unqualified. No, it's completely unqualified. These are total charlatans in the party industry. Right. And who knows when those party pieces would arrive given oh gosh. her poor time management skills. Right. Okay, I I don't mean to do this, but I did just look at party pieces on Google reviews. Okay. Okay. And the first review is from someone named Lisa. And she says, (laughs) 
Not impressed, to be honest. I ordered the selection of gold balloons and only half were in the packet. <gasps> Although the packet was already open when it arrived. See my photo to show what did arrive. I had to buy another balloon locally to make the display look better. Wow. Um, yeah, it goes on. But just so you know. Well, it's okay. So I'm on, I'm on here too. So yeah. the next oh, review is <laughs> from someone named Vanessa. Vanessa Oki Amber. She said, I ordered a cake for my mom's birthday. Upon my mom received her cake, it was three weeks expired. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the gift cards. Okay, I cannot do a British <laughs> so good. This Also, this review is so funny. The gift card says, to Alma and Donald, from Alma and Donald. How does that happen? <laughs> Literally, it was obviously for my mother because the cake says, happy birthday, <laughs> mom. We were very, very disappointed. It was a real mess. From Alma and Donald. To Alma <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that's one stupid ass intern at Party Pieces. There, there is literally like no quality assurance happening at Party Pieces. No. Okay, let's read the next review by someone mm-hmm. named Chris. Very average. We'd certainly expect more for the price. Paid £30 plus next day postage. The cake was late due to a supply issue, but no offer to remove or reduce premium delivery we had paid for. Cake was okay, was a personalized image, but we were expecting it to be more professionally done. The icing sheet with the image on it was very much slapped on top, air bubbles still in it. Would have expected it to have some icing or frosting on the edge to make it blend better. Had also asked for a pink ribbon as for our daughter, yet came with blue. You're... (laughs) The accent, it's getting worse with every word. Okay, why don't you read the next one? I just thought, hope to God. Oh, it looks like they've got a Pippa lookalike in one of these ads. There's one more from Stephen Murphy who's Irish. So I can try that. Oh, I did. No, don't try it. Just don't try it. <laughs> don't use this company. Being Irish, we have extravagant parties for events. It's just not the quality we are used to. Please don't use them! Exclamation point. It's overpriced, and when I heard who owns the company, it all made sense. Money hungry people with very little talent or artistic creativity. <laughs> I mean, Aww. honestly, money hungry people with very little talent or artistic creativity. That is literally a summation of the royals. Correct. Uh, I was going to say a summation of maybe pop apologists. Maybe that should be our new byline. Money hungry people (laughs) with very little talent or artistic creativity. Literally, like that would be on my tombstone. No, literally. Money hungry person with very little talent or artistic creativity. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and copyright that. Okay, so um, moving on to other news, everyone. Let's move back across the pond to American royalty because Taylor Swift, Chandler, she has been everywhere. Everywhere. All right. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. 
Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep our, it simple. Uh, I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans in- engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav bros. Good job. We have had three paparazzi walks in just the span of basically a week's time. It's like trying to drink from a fire hose. And after we have been just dehydrated, starving for water, perishing in the desert with thirst for Taylor content, for Candid, suddenly she's everywhere. Everywhere. Um, so first she was at Via Carrada with Jack Antonoff and Margaret Qualey, his fiance. This was when she wore those truly heinous boyfriend jeans with the bejeweled butterfly on them. I mean, the shoes, the shoes, those Mary Janes. So bad. So bad. Um, the photos were from Backgrid, which we all know is a paparazzi agency that collaborates with celebrities to publish super flattering candid shots. Well they lit. work a lot with the Kardashians. So if you ever see a photo of the Kardashians, that's like really, really good, especially a bikini picture where there's just not an ounce of cellulite. It looks like they're in a magazine. A hundred percent. It's by Backgrid. Just look at the bottom yep. right for photo credit. That is a paparazzi shot they've set up. And how it works is literally the celebrities their people will coordinate with the agency and say, okay, Taylor or Kim, they're going to be at this point at this time. Mm -hmm. The agency then takes the photos, sends them to the celebrity's team. The celebrity picks the photos that they're okay with being out there. And then the celebrity's PR people send it to the outlets they want to get it. So it's all very orchestrated. Um, Mm -hmm. Taylor then set up another pap walk with Gigi Hadid, Blake Lively and the Haim sisters. I mean, Thankfully, she was in a decidedly more attractive look. What did you think about her fit? She looked super hot. I loved the dress, the loafers. Uh, Yeah, she looked amazing. She looked amazing. She was front and center in the pictures. I mean, have you ever taken that good of a candid walking photo where your, your jawline looks normal? Like, it's just, it's so clearly like a stage thing, in my opinion. Especially like, I don't know. There's just, for me... If I have like full lake showing, it's I'm not going to be it's not going to be completely flawless from head to toe. I just think that it's 100 percent. They probably even retouch the photos. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, duh. And also one interesting thing about it is I think that I wonder if she coordinated with everyone else that she would be the one that was kind of like showing skin Um, because everyone else is kind of bundled up. So I thought that was a little bit of an an interesting interesting note. Yep. And then Taylor was was seen stepping out again in Soho the other night. These photos were from the Image Direct, but I looked it up and they're another agency just like Backgrid. So let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, I think what we're seeing here, and we kind of discussed this, I think, when she first, you know, had her Via Corota photo. This is the classic, we've broken up. And now... You know, my first post on Instagram, the first images you're going to see of me are going to be extremely hot. I'm going to look hotter than ever. I'm Mm going to look happier than ever. I'm going to look more evolved than ever. And this is just Mm -hmm. that same exercise, but on a celebrity level. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's out with the group of gals. You know, it's Gigi. It's the Ham sisters. It's Blake. And, yeah, I just think this is this is that whole thing 
um, just on a celebrity level for Taylor to Joe. Yeah. So I think that there's been a lot of speculation. Is Midnight's a breakup album? Have they been broken up for a while? But I think that her behavior right now, it is so classic. I'm living my best revenge life. Like living well is the best revenge. I'm so happy. Just like you said, Chandler. Um, And it's so transparent that that's the message she's wanting to send. And I do think the recipient of that message for her is Joe. Yep. So I think it is very interesting that maybe this breakup was not as amicable as we were Mm -hmm. led to believe. Which leads me to then say, I don't think Midnight's is a breakup album. Everyone is trying to spin that it is and find, you know, new little clues that are allegedly like signals about them being broken up. I just, I'm not buying it. It is possible that there were issues in the relationship that let's just say that they called it quits a few times before they really called it quits for good. It's hard for me to imagine that Bejeweled is not completely about Joe Allen. Um, For me, it completely tracks with him not being able to handle her star power, which Mm -hmm. is a narrative I've entirely created in my head, but rings totally true. Oh, no. I think I'm fully on board. Okay. Thank you. Do you think he cheated on her with that girl from his, like, that other, some random show that no one's heard of that he was in? Crowded Room or whatever? I think that it would be hard to imagine... I don't know. Jury's out for me. I can't say. I don't know much about this situation. It's hard for me to imagine that if he did, we didn't already know about this. Mm -hmm. But it is pretty bold of the girl. Yeah, she's his co-star and she recently posted on her Instagram a photo dump. He's in it. Seems like maybe a soft launch. Seems like some sort of weird flex. I don't know. I think she had to take it down, too. I feel like she was bullied or something. That's what I saw. Wait. Do you remember my prophecy on this podcast? About them breaking up? Yes. Yeah. No, I know I do. The details of it. No. I said that he would cheat. I said mm. he would cheat. I said he would be on a movie set. There would be some starlet who, you know, was so admiring of him. And I just didn't see it going the distance. Um. Anyway, it, I thought it was a little jaded of me at the time, but maybe it just rings true. I thought the same. And I think, I think you're exactly right. I want to say... I think the great unfollowing shows that maybe he cheated, that this breakup was not peaceful, like you said, because Absolutely. I think that is a super petty thing that if it's that just she knows people are going to notice that. I mean, someone is literally automating the followers within the celebrity world and who's following and who's unfollowing. Someone has that like, you know, chat GPT. Oh, there's a bot that, for sure. There's a bot. There's a bot that's just handling the, all that. Thank God. And mm-hmm. I love that you love the way you said there's a bot. Oh, there's a god. There's a bot. There's a bot that exists. That does that. <laughs> um, it's just so funny. But yeah, I, I think that that her allowing her close friends, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, I can't remember who else, to make that move is an act of war. Okay, so I just Googled the great unfollowing because yeah. I assumed that this was just like what everyone's calling it. But I guess that's something you coined. Congrats. Thank you. Um, Let's see. Who unfollowed Joe Allen? Because I want to list off the full list of names so we can drive home the gravity of what has Mm -hmm. just happened. I think I'm seeing a a Glamour article with Gigi Hadid is Taylor Swift's latest bestie to unfollow Joe. Someone on Twitter has made a list. Thank goodness. Austin Swift, Ryan Reynolds, Mm -hmm. Daniel Haim, Alana Haim, Esty Haim, uh, Avignon, Jack Antonoff. Yeah, like, wait, list it. List it, baby. Lily Aldridge. Um, well, some of them, it's weird because this list says some of them say, are, like, say unfollowed next to them. 
Um, Abigail Lauren, is that her best friend? Maybe that's maybe her best. Oh, friend. Oh yeah. But okay. I mean, there's a, li- you, everyone can find the list on Twitter. There's a, there's a list. Aaron Dessner. I mean, if Aaron Dessner, wow, that's man has, has a sweet soul. And even he couldn't find it in himself to continue following Joe Alwyn. He definitely cheated. This is this. He absolutely cheated. This was not an amicable split. I think that even just her behavior of wanting to seem so out in the town, it is the behavior of someone who has been slighted. And I think that, you know, more is to come. Another question I have is, was Taylor Swift really the one who was behind being so private this past like five or six years? Do you not remember my take on this? Please restate. My friend, Caitlin, I will credit her with this thought because she said uh, she quoted the song Tolerate It, where it's like, I'm begging for footnotes in your story or something like that. Or I made you my temple. I made you my sky. Now I'm begging for footnotes in your story. Something along those lines. And Mm. she thought she was like, is that, you know, a nod to the fact that Joe was the one who wanted to keep things private because he did not want his whole life to be about her to be. And he wanted to keep his. Yeah, exactly. No, it makes sense to me. And I here's the other thing. We used to get the catwalk outside Taylor's New York apartment on the rag. We got so many paparazzi shots of Taylor pre-Joe that it makes sense that she's back in the scene. And maybe that's because, you know, Joe Allen was kind of like her Chris Martin, never wanted to be seen in public with her, Mm -hmm. never would walk a red carpet with her, always wanted to keep it super private. And maybe Taylor actually doesn't want to be that private. Taylor likes being in the conversation. So I agree. Let's talk about VPR because I have many. Okay, let's let's get into Vanderpump Rules. The past episode, Mistress in Distress. What did you think, Chandler? It's been a minute. Also, I feel like since we've talked about VPR, so I feel like we could even cover Mexico Wedding. Oh, okay, sure. So past couple episodes, we've seen Sheena and Brock get married. We have seen Schwartz and Raquel make out. The whole cast, you know, goes to Mexico. And then in this most recent episode, we see how, you know, Raquel is painted as the villain in the whole um, Oliver Garcelle's son makeout situation in Vegas. That's mm-hmm. a quick top line recap. I think knowing what we know now, these past few episodes have been so insane because we know, we basically know, I think someone confirmed it. Someone close to, you know, the parties involved confirmed that Mexico is when the affair began or like not when it began, but it was happening in Mexico. Correct. Correct. Uh, So this whole Schwartz and Raquel thing is completely insane. It's completely off the rails. Like four cameras, like there is a a 4D chess game being played here. Well, the also... The other thing that I thought was just so glaring was the way that Tom completely came alive when Raquel was near him, when they were, you know, ordering at Sir with Lisa. Like, oh, he yes. A hundred percent seems so enamored by her. Mm-hmm. He's like giddy. He's like, Raquel, mm-hmm. come sit next to us. We can't hear yes. you. Mm-hmm. To the point where Lisa is like, why are you so happy? Also, here's the other thing for me that really Ugh. doesn't make sense from a timeline perspective. So. Yeah. March 3rd is when Scandaval broke. That's when Sheena was so angry with Raquel, she allegedly punched her or whatever. Yep. That's when everyone found out. But no one knew that suspicions of Scandaval went as far back as September. So at Lala's birthday, okay? This is in September. I looked it up. Mm -hmm. That's when they filmed this. At Lala's birthday dinner, 
Katie makes an offhand remark to Tom Sandoval referencing that there's, you know, weird suspicions that he's been seen out dancing with Raquel at the Abbey well, the- at 1 a.m. Charlie says that. Charlie says that she saw them at the no, Abbey. No, it wasn't Charlie. It was Allie. Sorry, not Charlie. Yeah, my bad. Allie. Yes, yes. She's the one who says that to James. I thought that part was crazy. Like, okay, how was this just, I don't know. It's very interesting that, like... Ugh. There, that suspicions were already flying, but no one really knew. I mean, meanwhile, like they're talking about freezing their like Ariana's eggs. Like they're talking about their upcoming appointment to like fertilize like the eggs. I do think that was a fake storyline for the show. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I mean, but are, so you don't think they were doing it at all? I don't know. It just seemed. I feel like there's so many like reality TV storylines that are like about freezing eggs or renewing vows yeah. or like it's just a classic thing. Like even there was like there was a storyline where Kendall Jenner, you know, her mom was like concerned that she was still single. I don't know. There's all these like romance adjacent kind of faux storylines. So I didn't totally believe in that. Okay. Okay. But still, that's one. That's one hell of a fake storyline to be doing while you're literally cheating. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah, I mean, it's just knowing what was going on in the background of all of this is so insane. I I don't know who Raquel is. I don't, yeah, I don't know how you could honestly be so full of secrets. I don't know how you could do it. I will say that I do think that Tom Sandoval cheating on Ariana is just absolutely atrocious and horrible. But you know what I think is actually worse, Chandler? I think sinking his mom's retirement into a restaurant that isn't opening and is being so mismanaged and skipping appointments, like skipping important meetings because he has nail appointments. That to me was just so beyond the pale when his his mother's retirement is in that restaurant. He is just atrocious. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about aside from Scandal. I think when Lala says to Sheena on, you know, the day before her wedding, she says Sheena's upset with Lala for not attending a lot of the wedding events. And Lala literally says to her, you know, not everyone is like here thinking about you. She was like, everyone's got their own shit going on. And I just think that is so rich when you're literally like traveling to a destination for someone else's wedding to then Mm. tell them like, hey, it's not all about you. It's actually your wedding weekend that we're all at. That's not whatever. That's not the biggest thing going on for everyone. Right. Right. I wouldn't say that I was like in distress, but I was definitely I felt bad for Sheena that Katie insisted on going to the wedding. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. Terrible. But what I read online and that makes sense to me is that they were filming. And so if she didn't go, she would have like lost money filming. And so mm. what, basically that was the subtext was like, I'm not going to lose money because right. I'm not no longer yeah. invited. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So that kind of made sense to me. And then I also think it made sense to me that maybe Lala was saying like, yes, your wedding is a storyline, but there are like other storylines we're filming right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of made some sense to me. I mean, Lala, half the time I'm like, you're like 100% a hypocrite. And then half other half of the time I'm like, you should give motivational speeches. Like, I would love to come to one of your seminars. Lala is definitely a masterclass in self-confidence bordering on delusion. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, literally. the way she will like stand in a place of strength of having like conducted her relationship with Randall in the most noble of ways. Meanwhile, like she fully she fully probably had a hunch that he was still married for me it's just hilarious and wild she's great television i love seeing her on the show 
But yeah, the way that she's just like so firm and that she never did anything oh, wrong. Right. Yeah. That she's just been like done wrong by Randall. And then she's it's so crazy. willing to just completely excoriate Raquel. It's a little rich for sure. Also, one thing I really didn't see coming, I'm not sure if we've discussed this, but I did not see coming that if Lala were to decorate her own apartment, she would choose various shades of gray and like Z Gallery cheetah prints. Lala's taste in interiors, truly interesting to me. The people on this show have the worst taste out of anyone else on reality TV. Katie's beret, when she goes over to Tom and Ariana's and calls Raquel a whore, oh, with that paw tattoo, it is just so bad. I mean, someone said it's her second beret of the season, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just like... A beret is never the look, everyone. It doesn't, even more so if you're in France. But regardless, berets are just not it. No one looks cool in a beret. Since we're going down this road, should we talk about Satchel? I would literally, Chandler, I was just going to say, are we going to talk about Messenger Bag? Are we going to talk about Messenger Bag? Messenger Bag. (laughs) I mean, Satchel. (laughs) Oh, Satchel. I just like, I I have. Listen, I have oh. tenderness in my heart for Satchel. This I is know, someone's son. Too. So we need to just tread lightly. <laughs> this is someone's son. <laughs> he does seem like a tender boy. It is a stark departure from Tom Schwartz. Um, and I think it just goes to show. It doesn't matter. You just want someone who loves you and will stick up for you. And I think maybe Satchel is going to be Katie's knight in shining armor at some Great. point. Which I love. Which I love. <laughs> Which we love. Yeah, Which we love. let's just and we'll just leave let's it just reverse that. course. <laughs> yeah, let's just, honestly, honestly, let's just kind of try to get some good karma. Exactly. He's just it is weird Al. It's nothing if not weird Al to me. Oh my gosh! So, Lana Chrisley was on Southwest Airlines flying Southwest. Apparently, she got on the flight and her Louis Vuitton baggage. They wanted to gate check it. We've all been there, and Savannah threw a fit. She threw a fit Mm -hmm. and she called the uh, gate attendant or whatever an asshole. The pilot even got involved. Yeah. She was booted from the flight, had to fly home United. Chandler, what are your thoughts? Okay. My thoughts are you have to be pretty unruly, I think, to get kicked off of a flight. Correct. Especially a Southwest flight. Like those are the people who like sing over the intercom. Is there anything more nouveau riche than we're going to talk about old money, new money? Is there anything more nouveau riche than Louis Vuitton luggage? I'm just I mean, going to say it, dude. I'm just going to say it. Don't fly Southwest if you if you have a Louis Vuitton like suitcase and you're flying Southwest. Like, leave that at home. Like, let's just not everything, everything we need to know right, about right. like your credit. That karma says credit profile. card debt. Yes, literally, it says credit card debt. It says FICO score is is fair at best. FICO is fair. Zero in savings. Yeah. Girlfriend, I've done I've done similar things, but like, yeah, wow. And honestly, listen, if I had maxed out my CC for a Louis Vuitton weekend bag right. and someone wanted to gate check it, I also would probably get kicked off the flight for throwing a fit. So let's be honest. Let's be real. It's like I haven't even made all the afterpay payments yet. <laughs> I haven't even paid off this bag. I can't lose it. Okay. <laughs> Anything else, Chandler, this week? One more thing about VPR. I just, I need a small commiseration with you on. Yes. Brock's wedding shoes. Oh, the white cowboy boots? The white cowboy boots with the silver chain. I don't even mind the white cowboy boots. It's the silver chain that it was like, these were an ASOS, you know, white cowboy boot that he got with two day shipping. Listen, 
we can't all get married at the Hotel Ducap Eden Rock, okay? We can't all rent out a $2,000 a night hotel for all of our friends and family in the south of France. I know, I know. So I hesitate to shit on someone's wedding, even though I literally just did with Sophia Richie's wedding dress. Honestly, it's okay. It's okay, Lauren. You're a better person than I am, and we can just leave it at that. Okay, let's leave it at that. Um, Everyone, if you like this podcast, if you love it, please leave us a five-star review. Share it. We always forget to say this, and I think it's to our demise. Please share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Share it with your grandmother, your boss. Are you in line Mm -hmm. at Starbucks right now? Turn around. Share it with the person behind you. And with that said, we will catch you next week or on Friday on the Patreon. We're going to do an anonymous Q&A. So do a little spicy Q&A for the people. Should be fun. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. What does everybody do when you're shopping online? You jump right to the reviews. You want to see what all the other customers are saying. You want to see all the ratings. Well, look, Bull & Branch did this for you already. In a recent customer survey, 96% said the Bull & Branch sheets get softer with every wash. And if you're like me, you've been searching around trying to find the right sheets because look, sheets make a huge impact on how you sleep. You want to feel cozy. Bull & Branch is here. They've got buttery, breathable sheets. Buttery sounds good for sheets, doesn't it, Steel? Buttery sounds amazing. I want to lay in butter every night. That's what I want to do. Isn't that the best? Yeah. You know what's even better? What's that? Not getting butter on me. Just having the sensation of laying in butter. Just laying in the butter, but there's not butter there. That's what Bowling Branch is going to deliver to you. Imagine sleeping in the softest sheets that you've ever felt. And this is exactly what I want. They've got 13 different colors that you can roll through for every occasion. Matches your bedspread, whatever season it might be. I went with the pewter. What color did you go with? I went straight up white. I just, we have classic. classic, you know, our bedroom has a lot of white in it. So we just went classic. That's a good move. That's definitely a good move. And look, since I've gotten these, I love them. I've washed them a couple different times. I don't know how often everybody washes their sheets, but I try to put it together. I wash my sheets more and more with these because they get softer and softer every time that you wash. And the best part is there's a 30-night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code BRAVBROS at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code BRAVBROS. Exclusions apply. See site for details.